diversity in every aspect of the word, right? So think about basketball. What you need is complementary skills and folks willing to do the dirty work, folks willing to score, folks willing to play defense, and everybody willing to do a little bit of maybe what they're not so good at, but that can help the team get to the end goal. That's James Hishke, Senior Director of Tech Advancement and Outreach at Northwestern Mutual. James is one of Milwaukee Business Journal's 40 Under 40 winner in 2019. We're talking about playing to win, how leaders compete. I'm Cream Pipito. And I'm Jason Montag. This is episode 102 of Hashtag Midwest, the Executive Stories Podcast. Hi, Jason. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm incredibly excited to share today's executive story. As you know, James is one of the most competitive people I know. I mean, in addition to being a very impressive talent on the basketball court, James is a really great leader and an even better person. But you probably wouldn't know it. He's just a really hardworking guy, and he's incredibly humble. Why don't we get into your conversation with James and learn where where he's coming from? Okay, so we're here today with James Hishke. James, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here, Jay. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about building great teams. What does a great team even look like in your mind? What is a great team? Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of different ways that can shape up, right? I mean, I think number one, especially um, with the current events going on today, um, and really these these are events that we've dealt with throughout all of our history, but diversity in every aspect of the word, right? So when you think about basketball is kind of my primary sport. When you think about basketball, um, a team of point guards doesn't get you very far, right? Uh, a team of centers doesn't get you very far. But what you need is complementary skills and folks willing to do the dirty work, folks willing to score, folks willing to play defense, and everybody willing to do a little bit of maybe what they're not so good at, um, but that what they can help the team kind of get to the end goal with, right? And so, you know, diversity of perspectives in the work environment, diversity of experiences, um, diversity of skills. Um, I think all those things are, are the aspects of diversity that we don't talk about enough. And again, I think what we've seen um, in the world today is too much of people not uh, recognizing that the diversity of others and the diversity of thought and the diversity of perspective is something to to really grab onto and to learn from as opposed to, you know, really divide all of us. I agree with you completely. A critical part of diversity is not simply what group, what group are we in? It's how we think and all the rich context in the background. Absolutely. We talked a lot about competitiveness and collaboration. What do you think about having those two things being hyper competitive and also being a great collaborator? What do those two things have in common and how, how do you pull that off? Um, you know, I think from from the way I look at things and, and how I've kind of evolved in my personal and professional life, I come at competitiveness with a with a team perspective. Maybe it goes back to my my roots of growing up. Maybe it goes back to my focus on team sports my whole life. I'm not exactly sure, but to me, the competitiveness that and the drive that I have um, really comes out. Uh, with the perspective of how do I help my team win, not how do I get the most out of it for myself. One, one, one question I had for you in relation to 
maybe your disposition, you definitely come off as a very calm and, and patient person. How do you stay competitive and patient? <laughs> My Northwestern Mutual, one of the behaviors that we're starting to kind of talk about from a leadership perspective and from a you know overall company culture perspective is this play to win concept, right? And to me, at the end of the day, it's, it's about uh, figuring out how I can help a team win, right? And so it comes back to that competitiveness, but also that team aspect. How do I help other people um, contribute to the goal that we have to, together collectively um, to win? And so, you know, a lot of people refer to it as a golden rule, treat other people the way you want to be treated. Um, I have a twist on that. I like treat other people the way they want to be treated, right? So instead of treating yeah. other people the way you want to be treated, why, why don't you treat them the way they want to be treated in the way that that's going to get the most out of them? Yeah, I absolutely love that. I mean, what's wrapped up in that little twist is this ability to actually want to listen to someone and empathize with them. I mean, again, we're back to, do you really know that person? Do, have you taken the time to ask them their opinion? Um, and I feel like you've, you know, at least in the business world and in, and in your dealings, um, we'll, get, we'll get to this, but the Milwaukee Tech Hub, you know, you're really interested in what other people's perspectives are. And uh, I think it's just a very, very um, important lesson, especially for people coming up in the ranks, so to speak. I was just going to say, in the business world, it's so much harder to see and to know if we're going down the right path. And there's so many layers of gray in every decision that get made that I think it's really important for us to understand that so many times we debate about whether our way of thinking is right or wrong. And they're the layers in a business setting really end up probably making four out of the 10 ways that you're considering moving forward are probably okay. And if you get everybody to agree to those and execute well as a team, you're probably going to be in really good shape. And so that listening, that collaborative attitude in a business setting, to me, is the way that you get people to move on well together and to work well right. together and to execute. Jason, um, let's pivot to the next part of your conversation with James, which is about meaning. He talks a lot about this not being about business and business wins. And I think it's very telling about who James is as a person. And I know we've talked a lot about teams and and um, in in the professional world. I do want to get uh, into a little bit about you and your wife. Four kids, uh, all younger kids. Can you come from a, I guess a, an extended family of what forty one aunts and uncles or forty two aunts and uncles, building this meaningful life? You know what role does family and faith and this idea of meaning? Um, how do you think about those concepts and? How do you think about that now versus maybe as you were growing up? Yeah, I think, you know, there's been a couple of, of really uh, important kind of points in my life where, you know, you start to really look at like who you are and what you're doing with your life and, and you know, where you really want to go from here. And, um, you know, I think the foundation that I had with, you know, my mom and dad growing up, um, my dad, you know, seemingly kind of one of those guys who just always seemed to be working, right? Whether it's working for the family, whether it's working at his job, whether it's working around the house. Uh, he grew up, you know, as the youngest of nine on a farm, um, ended up in, you know, an office job here in Milwaukee. 
And every time he got home from work, it was working on a project around the house to make life better for his family. And that kind of like, just put your head down, go to work. Like, it's not about you. It's about the other people that you're trying to make a better life for is something that I'll just never forget. And, you know, my mom um, came from a family of 12, you know, big German Catholic family where again, you don't, you don't have much for yourself, right? She was one of the oldest of the 12. She ended up, you know, taking care of a lot of her brothers and sisters like a mom. And there's just a, a selflessness there that, you know, has been ingrained in me. And so when you combine that with the competitiveness and the drive and, and that hard work ethic, I think that's where, you know, some of the balance comes into my life. One of the things you said to me when, uh, in, in a previous conversation was that you grew up um, in like a six block area where like 50 cousins and uncles who are nearly the same age as you were all growing up in. Sure. So you kind of had your own compound there in South Milwaukee. What in the world would, was that like growing up with that kind of environment? Um, talk about family. I mean, that's everybody in that one area. I mean, what was that like? Basically that whole extended family, like you said, was in a a few block radius of each other all on the south side of Milwaukee, right? And right around, uh, you know, what is now Zablocki Elementary School. I don't even know what it's called now. It used to be Oklahoma Avenue's elementary school, but we were kind of right all in that vicinity there. And, um, you know, I had, you know, four other cousins that were all in the, in the same age group as me. And, you know, we basically, you know, baseball, football, basketball, kickball, you know, whatever it was, we like, you know, bike riding bikes, fishing, like, I mean, you name it, like we were doing that all the time. Right. And, um, and then you throw into the mix, um, my uncles who were, uh, athletic and into team sports and softball, you know, basketball, whatever. And us kind of like idolizing them because they were only 10 or 12 or 15 years older than us. And now it, it creates kind of that whole environment. Right. And so, right. My you, grandma's house was kind of the epicenter of all that activity. Everybody kind of lived within a few blocks of my grandma's house. And, you know, she had a basketball hoop in her alley. And that's where games would go on until the street lights came on. And then they'd keep going on because, you know, nobody was happy with losing. So we'd just keep playing. Until, <laughs> that's you know, awesome. We couldn't walk anymore, you know. And the one-on-one -on -one battles that we would have in the alley right off Oklahoma Avenue, you know, on 9th Street. I think back and just, you know, smile and laugh because you know, that shapes a, a drive and determination, you know, that, that can't come from anything else. Um, and meaning is, is really, um, is, is a uh, team sport, I guess, when you say it that way. Yeah. It, I mean, it, like I said, it goes back to, you know, being willing to, to change your perspective on what a team means. Right. And so at Northwestern Mutual, I, I joke with a lot of people, um, you know, up until three years ago when I really, uh, was assigned kind of this more uh, external facing community role. I, I often tell people I let the walls of Northwestern Mutual insulate me to to way too far of a degree. Um, I had been there for you know, almost 13 years, um, hadn't done a lot outside the company um, other than a few conferences here and there. But as I really uh, started working on these Milwaukee Tech Hub efforts, and as I started diving into what it meant to have an external image and an external um, reputation and, and to, again, learn from all those perspectives from outside the Northwestern Mutual walls, it really opens up a new view. And all of a sudden, your team kind of focus shifts from, okay, guess what? The, the vitality 
and the future stability of Milwaukee as a region is really important to Northwestern Mutual too. And it's important to all these constituents in our community who we care about. And that becomes now a new team that I'm trying to, you know, push forward and win with. And so, yeah, these, these last three years working on the Milwaukee Tech Hub efforts has been extremely rewarding. And again, has taught me, you know, that the team definition can take on new forms all the time. So talk about that. What is the Milwaukee Tech Hub? And tell us what you're all about there. Yeah. So, you know, about, you know, three years ago, four years ago, um, you know, Northwestern Mutual was in this spot of really starting to realize how important technology talent was going to be to our future and the future of Milwaukee as a community. We were really uh, starting to understand that, you know, to differentiate ourselves for our customers, um, to differentiate, you know, the way that our financial advisors can provide financial security to folks, we needed to, to really up our game from a technology tooling perspective, from a technology talent perspective. And we quickly realized that Milwaukee was kind of in the same boat. We were kind of a microcosm of Milwaukee to some degree. And as a company, we decided that we could really be a catalyst to changing the trajectory of growth around tech in Milwaukee. And so that's what we really started out to do. I started getting out there and embedding myself. And and by no means am I saying that we were the only ones doing this. Quickly, I found out there was a ton of great activity already going on in Milwaukee. There were a ton of people who had done. Uh, numerous years of trying to push this this ecosystem forward. And we're looking for big players like Northwestern Mutual to finally kind of wake up and get involved. And so it was great to to help lead that from Northwestern Mutual's perspective. Um, we started kind of what I term as a grassroots kind of movement around this for a year or two. And last year, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that we were able to create a formal 501c6 and c3 kind of parent company combination that is now a formal organization called the Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition. It started with a group of six companies that provided the seed funding and now is up to over 20 member companies um, in the first six months already. And it's, it's moving forward. It's partnering with a lot of different organizations in the, in the region and doing some really good things to help push tech forward in Milwaukee. That's, an, that's outstanding. I mean, do you feel like this is a natural culmination for you of just maybe your background and kind of how you think, is this something where you're, you're trying to get ultra competitive and push Milwaukee and our region forward and you're, you're going to fight anybody that says otherwise? I mean, how, do, how, does, that, how does that work? <laughs> As I reflect on that a little bit and some of the questions that, that you've kind of forced me to examine a little bit, to some degree, I feel like I'm kind of the epitome of Milwaukee as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who, you know, when you first meet, probably doesn't knock the socks off of anybody. Um, but it's one of those things where I feel like I've been very successful over my career. And in a lot of ways, due to the, the team that I've been able to put around me or that I've been able to insert myself into. Um, and so I owe a lot to a lot of other people. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've worked hard and I've, I've really come at it with a perspective of trying to help others along the way. And I think that's, that's a lot of the ways, you know, I feel like Milwaukee operates. Yeah. Well, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. I, I definitely think you uh, you come off as a great leader. Um, you know, I've seen you do some really incredible things in the tech hub. Just seeing how much effort you put into that and and focus, and how many people you were recruited to that effort, uh, it's really been incredible. This is the most nice things you've ever said to me, Jay. I know it. It's after I after I take you to school on the court in the morning. But. Well, now I know th- that your personality is uh, is what it is. I think maybe what I'll do is I'll just figure out a way to get on your team every morning. <laughs> and I really appreciate you coming on and giving us some time. 
you've been great in a, in a lot of different aspects uh, for this city as well. I'm I'm really uh, thankful that you're you're putting this podcast together and uh, you're doing you're doing great things uh, also. So thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care. Jason, hearing your conversation with James uh, gives me uh, a new perspective in how much and how hard he works to help Milwaukee, but also it is a well-known fact that talent and in particular technology talent is hard to come by. There's a lot of competition. There's just not enough supply. And um, James' work has also helped develop unconventional talent and really grow that pipeline of not only high-performing teams, but high-performing teams that are diverse and also very collaborative. I think what you just said, Cream, is incredibly important. Um, it's an incredibly important takeaway for this executive story. I think we often look at competing and playing to win as somehow a negative thing. Um, I think James has created an environment where you can build meaning and you can build great teams and build loyalty and you can do incredible things with these teams and you can play to win. And I think that's a really important part of James's story. And I just, I'm thrilled to death that he is uh, in the position he's in. He deserves all of the credit he's getting, and um, he's done an incredible job for our city and the region. Why don't we wrap up episode 102 of our hashtag Midwest Executive Stories. This show was produced and edited by Andy Azinger, music stylings by Todd Dunst, Fidem on Lincoln. Absolutely. So stay with us and help us bring you stories that inspire. You can contact us at hashtag midwest.com until next time i'm jason montag and i'm cream pepito take care be well and stay well 